You're listening to a Sunday service podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, a place where we practice a deep and authentic welcome, where we listen deeply to where love is calling us next, and a place where with humility, courage, and compassion, we act for justice in the world. To learn more, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. The sun's reflection off the water was bright, so bright, I squinted to see the number five painted in large block letters. Sunscreen and sweat were sliding down my face. I could taste the salty coconut combination. Squeals, shrieks, and shouts of delighted yells echoed off the pavement. The tinny rattle of a chain link fence mixed in with the slapping sound of wet feet and the pitter-patter of water after someone launched their way into the cool water. By the edge of the swimming pool, I knelt on one knee. The sharp concrete dug into my knee and felt warm and comforting. My toes gripped the edge intently. Extended out in front of me, my hands held one another tightly. I was excited to try diving, excited and scared. Scared I would scrape my knee and fill the pool with blood. Here we go, I thought, and pushed off. Splat, 
I did a belly flop. The water closed in around me and swallowed the sounds. My chest and tummy stung from the smack on the water's surface. I tried again and again, and I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. I was afraid to ask for help. But my big sister had this idea. She had this big idea. We needed someone really tall, a kid big enough to pick me up over their head and guide me into the water. Where were we going to find someone to help us? We asked all around. All around, we asked grown-ups, we asked kids, we asked every day. And a few more weeks of belly flops, and my sister had found this very tall, very big, very strong kid who was visiting from out of town. And just like she imagined, strong hands supported my belly and hoisted me up into the air and hands first into the water. I didn't learn to dive well right away, but I lost some of my fear. I understood in my body that diving was possible. Do you remember a time when you crossed a threshold? Welcome. We gather here today at, as divers at the edge of the threshold between the past and the future ready to plunge into the depths of a new year. We share stories, songs, wise words to keep pace with inspiration. We make the space to hold our breathing, to rest and reflect. Take a moment to notice the air moving in your body. Breathe in with love and pride for the truth of who you are today. Consider how far you've come the person you've grown to be. Breathe out and with it, let go any distress for what you are not yet. Listen for the sound of the unknown tomorrow. Lean into the person you are soon going to be. Love this part of your story too. As you become more aware of the body holding you, breathing in and breathing out, I invite you to think of how you wanna to grow today. What are you listening for when you close your eyes and open your attention? Make that your hope, your plan, your prayer for today while we pause for three meaningful breaths. Peace and inspiration, wonder and possibility. Each of these are calling us. They're waiting in the familiar places where we thought never to look. In this worship service, we invite you to dive into the depths of your own being, exploring the thresholds and possibilities that lie within. I'm Mark Caswell, one of your worship associates. I'm joined, in lead in, I'm joined today in leading the service by Dr. Glenn Thomas, Reverend Ashley, Reverend Arif, John, and Ulu. We're grateful to the community of people, the greeters, the, cre the creatives and thinkers, the teachers and leaders, the quiet companions, the helpers, each one who has helped us 
to bring this service to surface. I'd like to invite Astrid to light the flame of our chalice and let our covenant words rekindle our connections and make way of our community clear. Together we say, love is the spirit of this church and service is his love. This is our great to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. We are called to love ourselves and each other just as we are. Together we give, we receive, we grow. The blessing of beloved community in our hearts now and always. In the spirit of openness, in a gesture that builds strength and deepens our relationships, we are gathered for worship. I invite you each into this practice, greet your neighbor, share your name and a smile. And if this feels a little tricky today, you can put your hand over your heart and we will know that that is a sign that silence is your preference. Let us hear the sound of community now in the making.
Let us hold together in our bodies what it feels like to sing. What it feels like to bring together above us, amongst us, between us, and around us the many names for the sacred. The names that Abraham and Abraham's children have used for God. Knowing that if we can make this space between us and among us and around us here in this sanctuary, maybe it might be so in the wider world. Here in this threshold moment between years, may we breathe together breathing into this time of prayer, this time of prayer and breathing and trust that in this circle we can bring our pain and our praise, that we can hold it together in community, knowing that we do not have to hold it alone, knowing that love will carry it with us when we speak our praise and our pain aloud in this circle or when we let it rest quietly in our hearts together. The circle is open now. Let us pray with words in the chat, with words spoken aloud into this space, with words held in silence in our hearts. Peace in Gaza. Peace for all. Thank you. Holding those who are unhoused. Holding children celebrating on winter break and children anticipating the safety of a return to school. Holding those in sickness. holding those living with mental illness and those who love them, remembering that those two are not exclusive of each other.
And congregation, let us pray together. Let us close this time of prayer, knowing that prayer is rooted in gratitude. Gratitude for this life. Gratitude for the opportunity to be here together. Remembering that all things are impermanent, impersonal, and imperfect. And with that, the reminder from Nadia Bowles Weber, who reminds us at this turning of the year that there is no resolution that, if kept, will make you more worthy of love that you as your actual self and not some made-up ideal are already worthy. May we hold each other's prayers with sacredness as we sing together. Within the grip of winter, it is almost impossible to imagine spring. The gray perished landscape is shorn of color. Only bleakness meets the eye. Everything seems severe and edged. Winter is the oldest season. It has some quality of the absolute. Yet beneath the surface of winter, the miracle of spring is already in preparation. The cold is relenting. Seeds are waking up. Colors are beginning to imagine how they will return. Then imperceptibly, somewhere, one bud opens and the symphony of renewal is no longer reversible. We find ourselves crossing some new threshold we had never anticipated, like spring secretly at work within the heart of winter. Below the surface of our lives, huge changes are in fermentation. We never suspect a thing. Then when the grip of some long, enduring winter mentality begins to loosen, we find ourselves vulnerable to flourish, to a flourish of possibility, and we are suddenly negotiating the challenge of a threshold. 
at any time you can ask yourself, at which threshold am I now standing? At this time in my life, what am I leaving? Where am I about to enter? What is preventing me from crossing my next threshold? What gift would enable me to do it? A threshold is not a simple boundary. It is a frontier that divides two different territories, rhythms and atmospheres. Indeed, it is a lovely testimony to the fullness and integrity of an experience or a stage of life that it intensifies toward the end into a real frontier that cannot be crossed without the heart being passionately engaged and woken up. At this threshold, a great complexity of emotions come alive. Confusion, fear, excitement, sadness, hope. This is one of the reasons such vital crossing were always clothed in ritual. It is wise in your own life to be able to recognize and acknowledge the key thresholds, to take your time, to feel all the varieties of presence that accrue there, to listen inward and with complete attention until you hear the inner voice calling you forward. The time has come to cross. To acknowledge and cross a new threshold is always a challenge. It demands courage and also a sense of trust in whatever is emerging. This becomes essential when a threshold opens suddenly in front of you, one for which you had no preparation. This could be illness, suffering, or loss, because we are so engaged in the world, we usually forget how fragile life can be and how vulnerable we always are. It takes only a couple of seconds for life to change irreversibly. Suddenly you stand on a completely strange ground and a new course of life has to be embraced. Especially at such times, we desperately need blessing and protection. You look back at the life you have lived up to a few hours before, and it suddenly seems so far away. Think for a moment how across the world, someone's life has just changed, irrevocably, permanently, and not necessarily for the better. And everything that was once so steady, so reliable, must now find a new way of unfolding. No threshold need be a threat, but rather an invitation and a promise. Whatever comes, the great sacrament of life will remain faithful to us, blessing us always with the visible signs of invisible grace. We merely need to trust it. From To Bless the Space Between Us by John O'Donohue. All right, who stole what I'm supposed to say? Aha! I'm sure I would have come up with something. <laughs> Give a preacher a mic. Anyway, I love those words from the late Irish mystic poet and philosopher John O'Donohue. At which threshold am I now standing? At this time in my life, what am I leaving? Where am I about to enter? What is preventing me from crossing my next threshold? What gift would enable me to do it? Such 
Vital crossings should always be clothed in ritual. Amen. Our hope this morning is that our time together in ritual is a gift you might use to cross the threshold of the new year well. Now, some of you will love this kind of worship time where we move around to different ritual stations instead of sitting for a sermon, and some of you will not for all <laughs> kinds of reasons. To paraphrase the Reverend Karen Herring, another UU minister who joined us here in retreat last January, the point of church is not to make us happy. <laughs> oh yeah! But to give us the tools we need to transform ourselves and our communities. So this kind of worship just offers you another set of tools. Rituals, hey, you with the crying baby, it's okay, I have them too. I'm just gonna say it out loud. Silence and quiet is the absence of adult intentional noise. That is what we practice here, so please be gentle with yourselves over there. This kind of worship offers another set of tools. Rituals help us connect the dots between our minds and our bodies and our actions and all that is mystery, all that is love, all that is ineffable in the universe. In many settings, they happen on a regular basis, enough that our minds don't have to work so hard to let our bodies soften into their repetition and open to new possibilities. If this is new or uncomfortable for you, think about all the steps you take at night to fall asleep. In many ways, bedtime routines are rituals. They help us release the day and fall asleep into the mystery of unconsciousness. And yes, adults, you have bedtime rituals too. I know that pillow has to be the right one arranged in the right way or whatever your particular sleep need may be. Rituals are a part of our lives, whether we name them or not. You will be okay in this next 15 minutes or so. And you can also abstain and use this time however it feels right to you. But let me tell you about the four ritual stations you get to explore here in just a few minutes. Each of them will be a bit familiar if you've been around First You for a little while and also tweaked a bit for this particular threshold. You can spend time at one or all of them. This is a choose your own adventure kind of service. In the narthex, which is the fancy word we use for the space right outside the sanctuary out there, there is a station you probably walked past on your way in for the release of this past year. At that station, we invite you to ponder the year 2023. What aches or joys happened in your life and in our collective lives in 2023? What got too heavy to carry with you as you move into 2024? What do you want to leave behind? Write it on a piece of paper back there and then place it in the bowl of water. It will disappear into all the muck that we all need to let go of. 
And if you are joining online, we invite you to find a piece of paper and follow the same steps, but you get to enjoy the satisfaction of tearing up your paper and recycling it. And those of you online, we are glad you are with us. There are a lot of you today because it is snowy and icy outside. Up in front here, you will find another station with water, this time for anointing and blessing. When I was talking to Reverend Reef about this station, he said that this kind of thing doesn't happen very much in UU settings, so let me decode it just a bit. Each fall, at our water communion service, we bring water that is sacred to each of us, and we combine it to make this congregation's sacred water. We affirm that we are made of water, that in gathering and blessing our bodies and our lives and our commitments, we are intermingling ourselves with each other. We are committing to love and protect each other, to form bonds that hold us together and that we might strengthen each other in time. There is a bowl of that sacred water, communion water up here, and we will use it together at that ritual station. Reverend Arif will be there, and he will invite you to ask for a blessing for whatever you need right now. A blessing is just a form of reminding you that you are not alone with whatever you are carrying in your heart, that nothing, nothing is outside of love. Reverend Arif will invite you to exchange anointings, which is a fancy way of just placing a bit, a fancy way of saying, just placing a bit of that sacred water, communion water, on each other's hands with your full attention. It will be a reminder that we move through life in beloved community always. If you are online, we invite you to find a cup of water, knowing that all water is sacred, and bless a family member's hands or your own. We hope this blessing will make palpable the grace that you need going into 2024. Next, you will find a station with beautiful roses, red roses, up at the chancel. This station will remind you you are originally beloved and blessed and remain so always. Do you recognize these roses? When else do we use them throughout the year? Child dedications, yes. In our child dedications and in our Christmas pageant every year, you hear something close to these words. Every day that a child is born is a miracle. An opportunity to recognize the power of love, a day to give thanks for the beauty of the earth, a day to recognize that no one is brought up alone and that every person born might be a savior to the world. At our child dedications, we go on to bless each child, and we say, may your thoughts, words, and actions grow love and justice. And then we give you this rose as a sign of your always unfolding beauty. We are so glad the universe made room for you, and so we dedicate ourselves to do the same for you here at church. At this ritual station now, we embody that sentiment of the child dedication. Each of you will receive a rose to remind you that you are a miracle of beauty, 
unfolding, and that you belong here in this community. Note, I had the tools to prep the roses, but not to remove the thorns. So they are a bit more natural than they might be in our child dedication services. I encourage you to approach beauty with caution always. If you are online, I am sorry I cannot hand you a rose through your screen, but know that we see you too. We know you too are unfolding beauty, and we are so glad you are joining us online. Finally, hang in there with me, we have one more station. At the back of the sanctuary, behind the sound booth, all the way back there, there is a ritual of star words to carry you into 2024. This is a ritual based on the story of the wise ones that we tell each year at the Christmas pageant. As the scripture says, the wise ones went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child of love was born. At this station, there are paper cut out stars with words on them and a reference for where that words com word comes from. Each word comes from a sacred text, some ancient, some modern. Pick one that compels you. And when you have time, check out the citation. We are a people who love citations. <laughs> See its context, whether it be a Mary Oliver poem, a James Baldwin novel, or a biblical text, or any of the sources we have chosen this year. And feel free to suggest your own sacred texts for next year. Let that word stir you like the ancient wise ones were stirred when they followed the star towards love. But for now, just take that star with you. Bring it back to your seat. Sit with the word and breathe and see what emerges today, tomorrow, and throughout the next year as you take it with you. Beloveds who are online, send me an email, seriously, with your mailing address, ashley at firstuniv.org, and I will pull a star word out of a basket for you, meditating on your name, and put it in the mail for you. Whew. Let's review. Star words back there. Anointing, not too scary, blessing station right here. <laughs> Roses, reminder of original blessing up front, and a release station in the back. Enjoy all or none of them, and explore trusting in the words of John O'Donohue that whatever comes, the great sacrament of life will remain faithful to us blessing us always with visible signs of invisible grace. May it be so. And may you begin your exploration now.
Beloveds, as we come back together now, we have one last ritual to do. It is the ritual of offering we do each week. It is a moment when we release the world's demands and choose instead how we offer our lives and our resources to the generational project of building the realm of liberation and love here and now. In that realm, giving and receiving mimics the ease of breathing. Let us follow that flow now as we receive our morning offering this morning for blue, Black Lives of Unitarian Universalism. This is also a time when I get to remind you that we have the opportunity to receive on the afternoon of January 21st, when we will have our congregational retreat focusing on spiritual practices, everything from humanist meditation to yoga, from cleaning to quilting, from centering prayer to writing. There will be so many opportunities. We will also relaunch our Circle Suppers program that evening. We look forward to getting out our registration opportunity this week. Let us receive our morning offering now. the 
dreams be tossed and blown. Walk on, walk on with hope in your heart and you'll Beloveds, go forth knowing you never go alone, that this gathered community holds you close, that we are committed to looking at you and seeing your unfolding beauty, that you always have a home for blessing and belonging here. May we make the world so as well. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text First Univ, that's F I R S T U N I V, to 73256 to make your gift. If you are able to join us in person for Sunday worship, we'd love to see you in church. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.